0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Obsession. I'm Carl Bethany. I'm Mike Sather. Hey, thanks for listening today. we got a couple questions. We're going to actually run through two of them today. Uh, People asked us, Mike, it says, what do you guys think of broadheads? Fixed and expandables. One versus the other. Advantages and disadvantages of each. And then we're going to go to what do you guys think is the perfect hunting arrow setup? Three veins, four veins, forward to center, lighted knocks, that type of stuff. Okay, well this one, this one we're going to, I'm sure we're going to ruffle some feathers with this one, Mike. Ruffling them up. We're going to lay it right out. Get them out there. Here it is. We don't shoot expandable junk. <laughs> Alright, so then, then go to the arrows. Um... <laughs> okay, here's the deal. Um, I'm not an advocate of expandables. First, I'm going to tell you my background. Mechanical engineer worked with Rocky Mountain Broadheads, which a lot of you might know, which was bought by a company called Farrandyne and they make the Rage Broadhead Okay, so the first What everybody knows as a Rage was called the Sniper made by Rocky Mountain uh, 33.3 degree blade angle something like that uh, inch and uh, Not even an inch and a half cut um, cut on contact, long ferrule to aluminum ferrule, 100 grains, uh, rubber band holding it together. Uh, blade angle was correct. Done. A, we did a ton of testing with it. Um, uh, tested on pigs and all that, shoot through shoulders, all that testing. Uh, found that it basically took like 38 foot pounds kinetic energy to open up that broadhead. And I shot my first elk with that. The 5x5 five five in the office there shot with uh, with that broadhead. I know Bruce Barry shot quite a few elk with that broadhead. <clears throat> that being said, um, expandables to me, just too much going on. If something's going to go wrong because of, there's a lot of motion and stuff involved, I don't want it on my setup. Okay, That's just me. Expandables, a lot of people like expandables because they say they fly like they're field points. Mike, I believe a fixed broadhead will fly like your field point if your bow is tuned correct. Pretty. Correct. Correct! Tell him what he's won. <laughs> a war Yeah, a, <laughs> 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 Could a war wolf. Get you have a war wolf.
1: Yeah, I, I have uh, never been a fan of mechanicals. I've seen them fail. Mm-hmm. I've filmed with people where they failed. I, I watched one whiz at a Looked like a football over top of a Mule Deer's head once. Mm. I think Carl remembers that. Mm-hmm. I think his bowl got thrown on that one. Yep. I believe it got thrown. I wasn't happy. Um, <laughs> I've always shot a fixed blade. I shoot a relatively inexpensive, simple Thunderhead. Yep, a Thunderhead. I love them. I've always loved them. I've always shot them. 125 green Thunderhead. Mm-hmm. Um, three blade fixed. Um, I'm a big advocate of them. Uh, I hunted Canada. Um, the guy that we had uh, bear guiding us, mm-hmm. and Phil was with us, was yeah. with me. Yep. Um, so of like that that I said his name there. And he, the first question he asked us when we got there, what kind of broadcast, do you shoot? First question. Oh, yeah. And I said, I shoot a fixed plate underhead. And he's like, nice. nice. He's like, what do you shoot, Phil? He's like, I shoot uh, Rage Expandable. He's like, that thing is junk, <laughs> junk, right out of his mouth. And he grew up there. He's like, you won't kill a bear with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Needless to say, long story short, second night, Phil shot a bear in the shoulder. You ain't killing a bear in a shoulder probably anyway. Right. You sure as hell ain't killing it with an Expandable. Right. <laughs> That's um, a fact. Yes, I, I've always been a, a less is more guy. Yeah. Um, the less that can go wrong... And I've said this on other podcasts, that's what I want then. Right. I, I don't I don't want any more variables. I don't need any help screwing things up. <laughs> yeah, I do I look, do it on my own. Do it on my own. So that's and, and you're gonna watch every T V show Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Every one of them. They're gonna talk about and it, Spandal. Shoot we, the Raid in the Cage, Carl. Yeah, that's Get true. it in there. No. Well how many holes are raiding the Cage making in a deer? I'm just I'm gonna throw it, I don't know.
0: Uh, usually one. one right. uh, I'm not going to say oh. that they all do that, but I'm, I'm an advocate of two holes, like one in, one out. Two holes <laughs> is better. Yeah. <laughs> what they, they say. <laughs> yeah. Well, we go a lot of ways yeah, with we'll that. Yeah, we'll just stop at that one, but yeah, I, I like an exit yeah. hole on there. Um, you know, I can honestly say, I, and I will not argue with people about huge inside, you know, huge, huge hole inside the side of an animal with a most animal head. I get it. Okay, we could talk that all day, all you want, but if the blood of the animal is filling up the chest cavity and it runs easily, a deer can cover 100 yards in a very short period of time when you put an arrow in it. Sure. Um, it makes your blood trails a little harder to find, uh, not that you won't find the deer. Um, expandables to me... You know, I don't even there is no argument and I don't care who you are, there's no argument to me when you start saying, Well my expandables fly like a like a field point and my fixed blades don't. Well that's because your bow's not turned with tuned worth of shit.
1: Okay. I'll I'll tell you something too that I, I know you've seen and I've seen with expandables. I've seen people take quartering away shots. Oh yeah. And I've seen expandables hit ribs and go slide up the side of the animal. Oh yeah. And not penetrate. All the way up the side of the all way up page. the side of the will not do anything. Yep. Yeah. You, you will not have that. Yeah. With a fixed plate. It's going
0: mm-hmm. in. Well we've it's seen a... that down in Missouri. <laughs> that yes. buck I had to shoot. Yep. Because he was injured. yeah, a waste. Yeah. Rotten. Yep. You know,
1: he's a, was rotting walking because of a, a shot like that. Yeah, the person who shot
0: at him took the took a bad shot anyway, but then his equipment did not help that situation at all no. anyhow. So that's a that's a pretty big deal. Um, you know, disadvantages like like we were talking about. Anything that has to have or create motion to accomplish the job is an issue with me. Keep it simple, stupid is uh we do about doing a lot of that. Kiss baby. Kiss, that's a fact. Um yeah, say no, no the problem. other thing about expandables that are bad, so just the mechanical engineering part of things, a shorter ferrule is more productive than a long ferrule. And there's not a mechanical out there that, well there aren't very many, there's very few that have a very short ferrule. So a longer ferrule, you get ferrule flex when it hits bone. And if you get ferrule flex when you hit bone, depending on how thick the bone is or whatever, you can lose all of your kinetic energy and you'll have no penetration. If I'd have shot Shocker this year with a fixed blade, or if okay. I would have shot with an expandable, I wouldn't have got them, I shot him with my fixed blade, which was a QAD Exodus, a very short ferrule, uh, very thick blades, a 40 thousandths blade on them. Um, and that's that's the reason I do that, is ferrule flex. Mike shoots the Thunderhead, tried and true, the best designed broadhead ever, otherwise it wouldn't still be on the market like it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, been shooting those things, those things were out when I started, yeah. so that's. And I shot everything on 30, 30 place years ago. White mule deer, animal. Bear. Elk, bear. Everything, yeah. yeah. The wall.
1: The wall. The wall. Mist, the wall. <laughs> we both, you yeah. know, rocks. Rocks, trees. Dirt. I got one in a tree. We're pretty proud of Carl's with me.
0: Yeah. I killed the hell out of that tree. Yeah, he couldn't hit it more center. Than the broad head come out, you yeah. know, i tell you that. It's in there. It's still there. Yeah, still there. yeah definitely. Yeah. And uh, we'll go to, like, you know, for arrow setups. Now, for the second part of the question, you know, Mike and I actually shoot the same arrow. So we do shoot Black Eagle arrows. Um, They've been with us since we started uh, back when we were doing TV. So Black Eagle arrows, Uh, we shoot a Rampage, which is a 204 thousandths diameter arrow. Um, It's not their thin line stuff. I used to shoot uh, X-impact, which was a 188. Um, We used to shoot Carnivore, which is a regular standard size, basically arrow for everybody, um, but a little bit lighter. We went to the Rampages. We run a stainless steel insert-outsert deal from their their factory design, so it runs an inch into the 204 shaft, and it sticks about five-eighths of an inch out the front. It's stainless steel. And that's what our regular sized broadhead screws into. So we're not using like a deep six or something like that. So you've got more girth on your broadhead. Also, we both shoot 125 grain fixed blades on the front side of our arrows. And our arrows are weighing approximately 500 to 525 grams. Or grains, sorry, not grams. I'm thinking work again. (laughs) Woo, anyhow. um, And we both shoot four four fletchings on the tails Um, reason for that is when we're out we're mule deer hunting what happens with a three fletch which we've tested out you get about to about 75 or 80 80 yards uh, the deceleration the arrow destabilizes the arrow in flight and you start to get inconsistencies on um, location and accuracy at those yardages where we want to be accurate up to 110 120 yards not that we want to shoot that far or we're going to but we definitely uh want to have the op- be able to if we had to yeah uh, i'll also
1: say one touch on that broadhead quick too since you <coughs> distances uh expandable broadheads at distances don't fly like you think they're going to oh no great a fixed shot too mike flies 100 more true It seems to be more consistent and and we've done it so you can argue with us if you want yeah which is fine i'm sure this is there's going to be arguments oh yeah i I have lots of friends (coughs) that shoot expandables yeah and i don't i won't Mm -hmm. Um, but we go out west we shoot long distances Mm -hmm. we practice long distances we shoot what we hunt with so we don't shoot field points right except if we're going to shoot at a phone target shooting league. Right. Otherwise, we don't shoot them
0: at all. Yeah, in the summer, when we're shooting summer league together, when we're out shooting, we're shooting broadhead league. We don't shoot uh, 3D league or anything like that. Now, we might go to a tournament or two, but we're usually shooting a different bow or something. But we want to shoot our hunting equipment as much as possible throughout the entire year, so when you get that one chance, that five seconds of fame, you can do what you need to do right you know if you shoot your bow all year with long stabilizers and a big scope and all that other crap plus 3d targets promote the wrong goddamn aiming reference energy. but anyway uh if you're shooting your 3d equipment all year at 55 and 60 pounds and now all of a sudden you're hunting with a 70 pound bow things change a little bit and the older you get if you don't condition for it you'll notice it even more <laughs> so that's the big point there too, um, is yeah. The, I shoot mean, your the, the three mains we shot for years. And,
1: yeah. You know we went to a four mains here. I <laughs> didn't you know. <laughs> I've had people make fun of me and tell me that I couldn't shoot my bow. That's why I had to have four mains. I'm like you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, do some testing. Nice job. Well, yeah. They fly better. Nice job. Yeah. A good you know problem. it is what it is. It's going
0: to come down. You know. For us testing is everything you know and we do we test everything i'm big into testing everything um, we wouldn't do it in, unless there was an advantage to it i'll tell you that right now um, now depending on which configuration of broadhead you're shooting you may not need four veins but you have to test that out or which vein configuration you're shooting we've we've shot different vein configuration. we shot blazers and we shot we had vein tech Bain was one of our sponsors start. yeah so i bang. shot feathers oh yeah well uh, i shot feathers I, well, feathers I like feathers me too They're just not durable yeah you can't go you know they don't stand up a plastic vein takes out the variable yep. again, again getting yep. rid of variables yep. less is more less is more that's that's right when it comes to my hunting situation i need it to be something. if you're buying arrows at fleet farm
1: um you might want to good luck to note because it yeah just go someplace else because i don't want to talk to you yeah <laughs> it's just i am gonna throw it right out for you you know and i i had a friend of mine who bought a brand new bow yeah but the same bowl that carl and i shoot uh, the PSE, mach one phenomenal bow mm-hmm. whatever you shoot a lot of good bows out there yeah um and wanted to use some of the arrows that he had from this other. there's a piece of trash. I call it to him. He hates it that I do. But I. What was it, ball tech? Correct. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I said, dude, you need to get some arrows for that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, well, you know, I'm like, I said, it's like, I said, I put it to him this way. I said, it's like uh, getting on your bike with ball tires. Oh yeah. He kind of looks at me. And I said, "Dude, your arrow is everything mm-hmm. in that bow. you have a, a million-dollar bow set up to the hilt. You know, are you going to shoot a wooden arrow through it once? One time. The rest of it's going <laughs> to take out of your arm. Pretty much. You know, I mean, it, it, you're only as good as the finished product that's coming out of that thing. You know, you got to shoot a good arrow. And I'm not saying you have to shoot a black eagle, right?" But we do. We love them. They're great arrows. There's a lot of good arrows. There's a lot of good bows. But you need to have your setup right. And if you don't know how to do that, you need to get in touch with somebody that does.
0: Yeah. You have to tune your arrow to your bow. There's a lot involved in it. Um, And you can argue many different variables on it. For a fixed blade head, and this is what I do for myself, for Mike, and all of my customers. Fixed blade head, I always overspine the shaft why because your arrow oscillates coming out of the bow there's a ton of math we can get into and we can debate this all day but i'm telling you right now if you should have fixed blade broadhead you don't overspine your arrow you're going to have flight issues downrange with your arrow we've also changed the heel of our mains oh yeah well that's the other thing too that arrows are launched out of a bow some bows Uh, We'll launch an arrow with a spin to the left, and some models will launch an arrow spin to the right based off of how the string is built. Pretty cool, right? Well, you have helical and you have offset, and you can have both at the same time, and this helps downrange accuracy also. And you can also have too much helical and too much offset to cause downrange issues too, parachuting and issues like that. So that all gets into play there, uh, big forward to center. I'd like a big forward to center. I want a, I want heavy nose weight because uh, it's proven time and time again that once you penetrate into the animal with a bigger forward center, and everybody's gonna talk about momentum, Mike, because that's what they want to talk about nowadays. We can talk about mem- momentum and we can talk about kinetic energy and this, that, and the other thing. I'm gonna tell you after 30 years of experience of dealing with this, I think the ultimate white tail or big game, big game in, was in North America arrow and bow combination is about 280 to 290 feet per second with a 475 to 525 grain arrow with a fixed blade on it. That's it. That's what I think is probably the ultimate setup for North American game. Agreed. So... And this is after testing and talking with a lot of people that probably know a lot more than I do about it to actually spend their lives doing it (laughs) Uh, that's what I think comes down to you don't have to go fast to kill deer no but you better have a quiet little. I'll tell you this and I tell everybody this and this is
1: 100% fact you can google it if you want Mm -hmm. if your bow is slower than 710 feet per second Mm -hmm. a deer can duck it or jump it oh yeah so I don't care if your bow shoots or 50 feet per second no every bow out there will advertise 330 to 350 oh yeah it's not going to shoot that with a hunting setup no your average bow is going to be around that 300 is a pretty fast bow that's a real fast bull. you know that's yeah. that's about where you're at normally if you're lucky most bows are shooting way under that oh yeah 270 yeah 270
0: know, 250 you know and I mean people are like oh what that thing's a slow piece of shit oh no, it's not uh-huh here's the other thing too if you don't have a 29 30 31 inch draw length you're not going to get speed out of your boat i don't care if you shoot 80 pound poundage is not no poundage (laughs) is not speed just so you all know poundage is not speed draw length is speed my kid has got a 30 almost a 32 basically shoots full length arrow you know my son's six four got a wingspan span like michael phelps And that kid could shoot, I think his bow said it, like 55 pounds, and he's shooting, what is it, it's a 400 spined arrow with 125 grain, it's a carnivore with 125 grain nose and uh, four veins, and that bow shoots 310 feet per second because of its draw length, he's got that big long power stride. Yeah. What I, like, and it's a fairly light arrow. That yeah. arrow is. It is a little lighter than. It's lighter than ours. What we shoot. At. I want to say it's like a 430 yeah. some grain arrow or something. But, you know, he can get away with more weight and it goes slower. Mm-hmm. But that goes quiet the way it is. And he just wait till haunts yeah. when he gets the opportunity when it's not working. So. Yeah, it's it's all, you know, I relate
1: this back to what I do for a living. Uh, I'm a mechanic, have been forever. Um, Motorcycle and auto Mm -hmm. and I do a lot of motorcycle stuff Um, And everybody else go fast. Oh, yeah, and we we both done this on the auto side forever, too And you can buy The best of everything Mm -hmm. and put it together and be slower than hell. Oh, yeah, and have stuff not work It does not matter your combinations have to fit together Mm -hmm. The same with an engine as with a bow. Yeah, it, it's no different that's you know, a good, great analogy you have to spend money to figure out what works it is a, it's an expensive sport but once you get it figured out and you figure out what you're shooting
0: and what you're shooting out of it and it works it's going to work you want to hunt and bow just stay accurate I don't right. care how fast it is Yeah, it doesn't matter and it, I want it quiet yeah I, I want agree. my bow to go off and with the deer when I when my bow goes off at a 60-yard mule deer I don't want him to this I don't want him to move. Yep. I just want him to stand there and take it. Yeah, take it, take it, and get in the truck. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's true, you know. And I,
1: I don't. I'm never going to sit there and say, God's going to talk to you about greens per inch and no, yeah, this yeah. and that because I don't know it. But I do. I'll shoot every different thing possible to mm-hmm. find combinations. Right, Kyle's a lot better at the math of that and setting stuff up. Um, you know, I've always been the big advocate of the broadhead. Yep. Um, stuff like that but yeah you gotta you gotta test stuff set it up right and do it with what you're gonna hunt with if yeah. you want to hunt and hunt if you want to shoot targets shoot
0: targets oh yeah but your bow setup is different yeah i'm not gonna shoot a <laughs> i'm not shooting sure to shoot a ps27 or ps26 black eagle cop arrow and go hunt. <laughs> not that you couldn't yeah but i wouldn't recommend it right yeah, it's not gonna be so good but yeah it's pretty simple that's kind of how we feel about it you use fixed blade broadheads expandables are too many variables Too much of a chance for something to go wrong. Uh, How about lighted knocks? Oh, yeah, that's true. And I bring a lot of lighted knocks. I'll be honest with you, uh, when we started, you know, lighted knocks are great for filming, right? Yes. Because then you can trace it and whatever, and it's great for your video stuff because then you can kind of see where you hit the animal a little bit better or whatever. If you make the right archery shot, paying attention to what you're doing while you're hunting, you're going to see where you hit anyway. And the number one thing is, with a pass-through, which you get with an expand or with a fixed blade broadhead, you're gonna find your arrow on the other side, look at the blood, and then you can make that decision. Yep. Uh, Lighted knock-wise, I found that I haven't, honestly, haven't found one out of all the companies that make them that are consistent enough for me to be wanting to shoot them out at longer yardages. We worked for one company one year, and of course, I was getting them for free, okay? Mm-hmm and I went through three dozen knocks to get 12 that flew consistent at 100 yards. You remember that. Yeah, I, I had a hell of a time that one year before we were going out west. Yeah. And I
1: couldn't figure out what was going on. And it was my knocks. Yeah. I changed my knocks back over to regular knocks. Yeah. It was, you know, pound attacks. Yeah. They and just don't shoot well at
0: yardage. Right. I Honestly, my hunt arrows have a white knock on them anymore. They shoot, shoot great at 30 yards and in oh yeah you can shoot light and knock all day yeah I, or 40 yards even they're pretty good yeah light and I don't know but, so that's kind of how we feel about light and knocks also how we feel about broadheads expandables versus fixed blades uh we can always debate if you guys want to do the debate on fixed blades and expandables uh, i'm really not that interested i'm just going to tell you how i feel about it and that's it Are you sure yeah 100 sure but uh the arrow stuff you know, make your bow quiet. That'll, you'll get more animals with a quiet bow that's moving slower than you will with a high-speed bow that snaps. Yeah. You, you remember when we shot, for obsession, we shot those nightmares? Yes. They were fast as shit. The fastest bow I've ever shot. But they were loud, at, like a gun going they off. Were. I got video of you missing that one buck. He ducked your arrow at 12 yards. Mm-hmm. And that, that deer transitioned 14 inches. Yep. Yeah, they can react, like
1: I said. It's, Seven ten. Oh yeah, isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> that's why they don't duck a gun. No, that's the you only reason they don't know. duck a gun. You know they're they're way faster than you think. Oh you know? yeah. So yeah, accuracy is the key. Yep. Combinations are the key, and that broadhead arrow veins, knocks all have to work together. Hundred percent. You're buying an arrow from Flea Farm. Or Cabela's. Thanks, thanks for listening. Yeah. But you, you really need to get to an archery shop or a pro shop that knows how that setup works. No, yep. you know, and then and it costs money. Yeah, custom arrows are expensive. Hundreds and hundreds of arrows. Yeah, over there. yeah That I used to shoot or shot and didn't like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is what it is now. They can sit there. They're cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll shoot them in something else someday. I don't know. But right now they don't work for me. <laughs> That's about it.
0: So That's it is bad. what it is. You know. yeah well we're we'll gonna probably call that one a yep. show so thanks for listening to the obsession we'll get with you guys next saturday where we got another question thoughts on how how the cost of things will affect the hunting industry now and in the future so that'll be an interesting discussion quick uh everything going up i'm sure we've got our own views on that for everybody so we'll talk about that what we're seeing in the industry on uh, pricing Thanks for listening this week. Uh, Remember to check it out on Rush Outdoors Wisconsin on YouTube. Remember to subscribe. And uh, keep sending us your questions. We appreciate all the stuff that you guys do for us. And uh, check us out next Saturday. Thanks for listening.